Because you want to live in the forefront of your times, in ideals and in sacrifice, you have elected this. Live from Mad Rivers Boulevard, it's Paul and Rage! Hi, Z. Hi, Z. Remember us. Remember us? Hello, beautiful lady. Hi, what do you look like? Where have you been all my life? I've missed you. Uh, oh, we're I back. S- I saw you for the first time in a couple of weeks and a part of my body changed. <laughs> my heart, which was full of blood and went boom, 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 boom. How are you, beautiful lady? I'm really good. I'm excited to be podcasting again. I've missed you. I've missed this tomfoolery. I miss you too. So you were doing work one week. Mm-hmm. I was on the Gold Coast the next week. Mm-hmm. We were too slack to tell anyone mm-hmm. in between. Our apologies, but thank you for hooking in. But the big news. The breaking news. We wanted you this week's Picture Magazine, which has, among other things, a mega nude-off, <laughs> backpackers, oh, bear all. That doesn't deserve front-page news. Backpackers, you could give them five cents and they'd take their top off. Well, otherwise, uh, excess boobage, why my boobs weigh 45 kilos. Goodness. And in the homegirls section, which is just crazy big mm. this week, 22 Aussie girls strip. Whoa, look at those big boobies. What are they? I wonder what they're paying these days. I saw a little sign for $30. If it's 30 sure. I don't think that's worth getting your kid out. Okay, well, what's what's a reasonable number? You've got to be offering a couple of hunch. $400 homie of the week. So that is if you're the best of the, the bunch, it's $400. But let me guess, everybody throws in in the hopes of getting homie of the week and everybody else. Oh, top tits, 200 oh, so, oh. so you just get a little sort of extra for your time. Okay, that's pretty good. Oh, oh. dear. What, what we about got? the homegirls flashback to 1998? Oh, now, this goodness. was, let's be honest, uh, this would have been, you know, a young Rachel in her prime nudie, right? Wow. Um, who knew those were the styles of the day? They did enjoy high-waisted underpant back then by yeah, the looks what? of things. Now, this is the thing. I, I didn't think that it was that sort of 1998 was a discernible fashion period. It mm. seems like a nothing. But you actually look at this stuff, yeah. you look at Seinfeld, uh, and you go, there actually was a style Yeah, thing there was. There. there definitely was. It was kind of 80s light. Yeah. It was like 80s, but you've washed the tie-dye T-shirt too much and it's just kind of faded from 2000 onwards. I mean, who the f*** knows what we're wearing? Correct. The one that does my head in, though, is one of my favourite TV shows of all time, West Wing. Love it. And there's Love. nothing about it that sort of dates it, you know, in terms of the ideas it's talking about, except... The computers they have on their desks oh, yeah. are sort of these massive <laughs> bricks. And yes. you look around and you go, that's really noticeable. And once yeah. you notice it, you now can't watch reruns of the damn thing without being distracted by the, you know, micro B level mm. computer systems they've got around. The great problem with technological advances is that when you want to give things to Vinnies, you can't get rid of your fatback TVs anymore. Well, what do you do with these things? I don't know. You put them in the street, apparently, because I mean, there is no incentive to take them to the tip where it costs you four times what that you paid for them to drop them off into rubbish. Hashtag first world problems. <laughs> what do you do with your excess televisions? But, but the thing is, there's, you, know, you know, if you put a, a, a fatback telly, mm-hmm. uh, fatback telly, I hadn't heard that until today. Haven't you I ever? Like no, I, I've known them as tube televisions. Oh, congratulations. But fatback. I don't know what for. Because <laughs> that's how they work. <laughs> I, know they were, they yep. were, I know of a flatback. Mm. But, oh. So you've retrofitted flatback to fatback. Oh, maybe I have. Maybe I've just called it a fatback and what I really think is a flatback and I've just turned it into my own phrase. Did I just make up a word? Trademark. <laughs> You're listening to Paul and Rach.
Oh, P. Murray. Don't we... put the pornography down. <laughs> oh, I just want to actually, can I just briefly recap on what we were talking about before? Obviously, they like no. to they, they <laughs> like to put a little quote into the pages of, of things that, you know, in their interviews that the young ladies have said. Allegedly. Allegedly. Some of these homegirls, some of the things that they've said, the quotes on their photos are, my goal is to have an orgy this year. Reach for the stars. Um, another one is... <laughs> Hang on, can I have a look at her? I'll just I'll tell her whether the dream's going to come true oh, or not. She'd have no dramas. No. No. Absolutely no drama. But ridiculous fake bourgeoisie. Yeah, very. Disgu- that, that, that is a soccer ball cut in half. Yeah, that's very frightening. Um, anyway, so good luck to you, darling. Uh, and you know, well done. Hope you, you believe- achieve your dreams. <laughs> we, if nothing else on this podcast, we do believe the dreams should come true. Let's have a moment to think about what the secret style dream board for that dream would be. <laughs> you know, when the secret tells you to put pictures of all of the things that you dream. If your dream is to have an orgy this year. You imagine what a messed up mood porn that would be. That's but, uh, <laughs> but also, has she decided sort of what the limit is? Great point, because an orgy, I mean, you're out, it's not like you're in a threesome territory. An orgy could be half the population. Well, correct. And are they wearing the masks? Like, you know... Uh, 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 eyes uh, wide shut. Eyes wide shut. Thank you. God love you for <laughs> knowing that off the top of your head. What movies are you watching with 2.0? It's like, are you, are you sort of, you know, doing your long-distance movie club? Just nothing but sauce. Is that what you're watching at the moment? <laughs> this week's Debbie Does Dallas. <laughs> uh, uh, some other great dreams. I would love someone to ravish me on the hood of a car. Oh. That's nice. Isn't that beautiful? Well, see, the thing is, Rach, mm. it's about an achievable dream. That's it, exactly. A lot of go, I want to fly to the moon. Mm. Okay, good luck to you with yeah, that dream. Never going to happen. Want, you want to be ravaged on the roof of a car? Yeah, pretty sure that could happen. It, it, Tomorrow. <laughs> By the time you've sent the letter. Yeah. Uh, This quote, though, I think is a little bit underwhelming in terms of what you expect from a homegirls section. Oh, Uh, hang on, hang on. Something in homegirls let you down? (laughs) The lovely Claire from Upper Coomera. Oh, g'day, doll. In Queensland. Her quote is, I've never posed nude before. Oh, hang on. That seems a bit like a cry for help. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Hit the guys up on the Paul and Rach Facebook page. Now, I was going to start before about talking about Dawn Fraser. No. Yeah. Quite a gear shift from the homegirls well, gear. Well, if you want to get into this stuff as a, as a committed racist that you are, I mean, how many times have you said things on radio or television that just border on Dawn-esque? I mean, let's be honest, not even the beat can save you from some of your own inner thoughts. It's a very dark place. That's true, that's you, and true. And I thought the darkest thing about you was your hair. No, it's a very black heart sometimes. So, I, if you haven't heard, I mean, step one in this story, when are we going to drop this term un-Australian? Why are we still wheeling this thing out? Does anybody, for a start, know what it means? No, but the whole thing is is that it's like anything I don't think is awesome can sometimes be un-Australian. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Marmite can be un-Australian because it's not Vegemite. Well, I think Vegemite can be un-Australian. Isn't it owned by Kraft? Exactly. Punching somebody in the face. It's un-Australian. Un-Australian. Marmite. Un-Australian. But then conversely, standing up for your mate by punching somebody in the face. Oh, that's very Australian. <laughs> I know. So, so it, it, this, is, this is my only thing is that it is inconsistently applied. Yes. But also, I, I will join you on the high horse mm-hmm. about uh, Dawn Fraser. Mm. But just before we get there, mm. can we all agree that the tennis player that she was blowing up oh, about curious. was a douche? Absolutely. Just an A-grade dick. And I know it's all moved on into the racial stuff, but what a tool bag. And I don't know. I'm going to sound like such an old man, but you've come to expect it by episode 700. (laughs) (laughs) It's some sort of Gen Y thing. I don't know what it is. But they all know that infamy is better than fame, Mm -hmm. that being notorious, being a bit of a prick, being a bit prickly around the edges, you'll be rewarded for it 
50 times more mm. than just being line and length, do a good job. Someone told me that he's the highest paid tennis player at the moment. Well, but also, I mean, the fact that I even remember the product is probably justification enough. But, you know... Beats headphones. Just it's all about him and the Beats headphones. Right. This will do nothing but help him, and that pisses me off because in the world of uh, showbiz sport, as long as you can keep sort of achieving, mm-hmm. they'll forgive all this garbage. Yeah. You carry on like a dick like this in your local office. Guess what? You're gone. Absolutely. You're out. The Beats sponsorship seems like a perfect partnership to me because I've always felt that Beats is terribly obnoxious asking for $300 for a pair of headphones that your kid wants. Correct. And there is no greater poster child for obnoxious behaviour than old mate Kyrgios. Correct. And I don't understand. I don't understand what makes the Beat headphone better than any others. Why do people need to walk around the streets of our fair country with a discotheque yeah. on their ears? I'm more of an earbud type person. If I'm listening to somebody something and I'm walking through the streets... I feel like the over-the-top, full-coverage headphone is either a radio studio, it's five to seven kind of thing, (laughs) or... Regional radio girl. Can we have her as a character? We certainly can. I can try very hard, but you know what happened when I tried to do Petty Mium Girl? My characters often don't work. (laughs) I haven't checked our email, but that got the biggest response of any... That was saucy. They were mostly complaints. (laughs) What did you think about the Dawn Fraser thing? I just thought it was funny. Because I feel like all people, when they get to a certain age, get a bit racist. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> you know, I feel like there's the race age where you hit over it and all of a sudden you're whipping out the go back to where you came from, which was hilarious because he comes from Canberra. <laughs> yeah, correct. <laughs> correct. But here's the thing. I think people of a certain age have earned the right to be a little bit racist, mm-hmm. a little bit sexist, a little bit whatever, because the world that they helped make is changing. But obviously... The bigger issue with Dawn Fraser is, and this is the thing nobody else is saying, she's a renter quote. I mean, yeah. she, she's not she's not exactly a tough get. Yeah, she's she's you know she's up there with your Pauline Hanson, your Kaiser Trad, your, mm-hmm. um, your Tommy Radonikus, mm-hmm. uh, you know your, your Laurie Lawrence. Where you ring these people, they're a, a round peg for a round hole, yeah. no matter what the definition of that hole is. Yes, you know, like it's just oh, the, the flag's going to be changed. Quick, find the bloke from the RSL. Hang yeah, on, what's the correlation? She has seemingly become the go-to quote for anything un-Australian. Like yeah. she is what embo- she you know- is the bastion of Australianness. <laughs> It's just straight. But I say, look, if you are one of our older listeners, I don't have a problem with you being racist. No. We in our generation will not have this great luxury because we have none of the things like the Vietnam War or mm. the Korean War. or We didn't grow up through all the world well, wars or we didn't grow up through any of those things that give us an excuse to think, oh, bloody, well, you know, German bastards. Correct. But at, and, and you know what? At risk of being a bit serious, mm. that's an amazingly good point. The number of young people who turn around and sort of think, oh, you nasty old people. Well, hang mm. on. They went through something a lot. I mean, it is conceivable yeah. that somebody of a certain age, either their friend, their husband, or their father mm. was, you know... Killed by somebody of another correct. race. Or yeah. the damn, you know, t- it was a prisoner of war or yeah. something. So then when they see, um, you know, a cultural shift in Australia... I don't have a problem with those people firing up. I no. really, really don't. I think it's a, it's a matter of context. For us now, war is something that we try and avoid at all costs. What is it good for? Absolutely nothing. <laughs> Say it again. War. Something but a heartache. Uh, the, good God, y'all. <laughs> That'll do. That's all I got. <laughs> Want to stay in touch? Head to the website, paulandrach.com.au. 
Rach, great news. Great news for you. Tinder is introducing verified profiles. How's this? Just as you get the tick on uh, Twitter to essentially say, yes, Arkell Bay is Arkell Bay, P. Murray is P. Murray, Tinder is now going to put the little blue tick to officially declare that high-profile people, when they go on Tinder, are actually the high-profile people. What a pity this wasn't around when I was on Tinder and I came across the delightful... Correct. Because this was, I remember us having a discussion about Diddy, didn't he? Because it's sometimes a bit hard to work out whether somebody's just siphoned somebody else's photo and is pretending to be that person. Well, there's, there's part of me that for a giggle, you would take a picture of Channing Tatum and you'd put it up there saying, you know, Tatum 69 and mm-hmm. see what happens. See how, see what sort of desperados will go jumping at you. But my issue is, do you want everyone to know, yes, it is Taylor Swift and you can swipe right? Mm, see, I don't know about this whole celebrities on Tinder. I, I'm a little bit torn by it because I do think... Think Natalie that- and Brulia style? Are you lying shamed and naked on the floor? I certainly am. Most days, that's what I'm doing. Um, (laughs) There's a part of me that thinks that celebrities, you know, it is quite hard being a celebrity. And a lot of people go, oh, my goodness, you must have people throwing themselves at you. But more often than not, the more people and interviews you hear from females, Mm. uh, especially females that are celebrities, it's very hard to meet people. And so those That's why I hit on them all. (laughs) Not because I want to. I just want them to feel they've still got value in the market. you are so kind Thank in you. so many ways. Thank you. Um, Sometimes I don't want to. Sometimes I'm too tired. This is a shining example of how self-sacrificial you are. See, I don't need one of those little mm. ribbons. I don't need a day of awareness. Mm. I don't need to wear a little band. Mm. For my cause du jour, yeah. which is the self-confidence of attractive <laughs> internationally known celebrities, <laughs> I'll do my bit. <laughs> You really are doing a fantastic job at that, by the way. You're putting in a lot of hours, which I think is really making. I have the AVOs to prove it. (laughs) (laughs) You're listening to Paul and Rach. I want to just start a new segment on the fly. Come on. If it doesn't come with music, it's a bit shit. Okay, I don't have any, you know. Let me guess. Okay, you, you come up with a segment and I will find the music for it instantly. Instantly? Well, okay, like. Okay, well, the segment name, I'm going to call it You Look Ridiculous. Okay, all right. Uh, okay, yeah, good. All right, here we go. You, you keep talking. Okay, all right. Do I, do I start the segment now or do I wait and, wait and do the intro well, again? You, no, well, just you start. Oh. You start. Oh, but don't we have the music don't in the intro? Don't worry about it. <laughs> yep, okay, you go. Keep talking. So, You Look Ridiculous. I've just seen a few people doing certain things and I've just thought... You just want to call them out. Maybe it needs a segment because there's a few that can be thrown into the I'm wine I'm happy barrel. to do this. Okay, let's right, do so, it so together. So like, like, let's hold hands and declare that yep. you look ridiculous. You look ridiculous. Okay. People who fall asleep in a plane but they fall asleep forward on the tray table. You look ridiculous! <laughs> Have you seen that? People that actually bend forward yeah. and, like and yeah. crouch over and don't don't lean back into the headrest. And I understand. Airline seats are really uncomfortable. Yeah. But I sat next Next to a girl, I mean, I didn't know whether she'd had a stroke, whether I needed to call someone and get assistance. I sort of, I mean, she she passed out. I think, how is that comfortable? See, I, whenever I fall asleep, I always like to have a jacket with a hoodie on. And not only do I have the hoodie, but I pull the hoodie sort of down to my chin. Mm -hmm. So I look like... Death. Yes. (laughs) I look like I'm about to be hung in the old Melbourne jail. You know, in the, you know, in the long distance flights, how you have the eye pillows, which I terribly enjoy. I wear one every night. There are there are a couple have of. Have you ever worn nothing but an eye mask? No, <laughs> no, I haven't. Just wanted to put that out there for people. 
Do you remember, I don't know if they still provide them, but in long distance flights, they used to provide the eye mask that then they would also provide a circular sticker that said, please do not wake me for meals. And you could (laughs) stick it on your eye on the top of the badge so that the air hostess, I mean, when you're doing that and you're the person that's sleeping, you think, okay, this is practical and this makes sense. But when you look at somebody like that, you think you look ridiculous with that patch on your eye. (laughs) So that was just one that came out of the top of my head. Well done. This is how we others. There are others planned in the segment. There is. There's one more plan in the segment. Kids, no wonder you're teaching radio. I know, right? People who take photos with their iPad. You look ridiculous! (laughs) Very good. Why don't we just bring out the flat screen telly and take a few shots? You you are so right. That, it's ridiculous. Even even weirder are the people who've got the covers on them. So they've sort of got this... Flap? The dangling flap. (laughs) The dangling flap. Hang on once. Oh, you look ridiculous. This is a great segment. Isn't it? That's all I've got. I'll make some more for next week. Love you. Get the guys up on the Paul and Rach Facebook page. Rach, I want to use uh, your vast experience in the Australian media to answer this one question. If the blokes from Magic Mike XXL are in Australia... Yes. It's a shit film, right? Yes. Okay. If they are wearing the football jerseys of local oh. teams, it's... P-U! Correct. Oh, it is really stinky. Because it's one thing to turn up here and just go, all right, let's scoop two million bucks out of Australia. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you start pandering to football teams, as Channing Tatum and the unpronounceable bloke, uh, one's wearing a Tigers jersey, the other a Sharks jersey. Excellent play to the Melbourne market. <laughs> They're doing interviews in Sydney, they're put on the football teams, and because they don't care. They don't understand that one of those is from the Sutherland Shire Mm -hmm. of Sydney, and one is from the western suburbs of Sydney, and it means nothing. That is on the nose. anywhere else. Anyone who who isn't aware, usually the old celebrity coming out on the interview um, thing is is usually a contractual obligation Mm -hmm. if the film doesn't do terribly well to help to push the film. The other exception to that rule is if that star is the executive producer... And then they want to push it even further because they're getting a cut of the old coin. And I think that might be the, uh, the, the Channing Tatum thing. Right. But here's the thing. I don't know. Like, am I allowed to see this movie? You are absolutely allowed to see this movie. I saw Master of Disguise with Dana Carvey where he played Pistachio Disguise and okay, I still consider myself a good person and that was shit. It is. But this is about male strippers. Yeah, of course you can. Really? Of course you can. Because I sort of, as you know, I like to you know see the movie du jour of the week and this seems to be the one. But can I sit there on my Pat Malone on a Friday afternoon watching blokes getting their kid off? Yes, because you have such an appreciation for female strippers, I think this is you <laughs> showing your, you know, flying the flag for equality, mm. you know? You've spent a lot of time assessing female strippers' behaviours. Quite recently. <laughs> Quite recently. Quite recently. <laughs> You're just supporting the males in this environment as well. You are just propping up the industry. I don't want to be as intimately aware of the male variety as I am of the female. I'm a very, very close observer. You are. Of the small business women (laughs) of the Gold Coast. (laughs) You certainly are. Um, I wonder how many of them have an ABN. Oh, by the way, I can tell you, one of them had BO. (laughs) Oh, no. This is not a... Like, one of them had BO and was dismissed from our company. Oh, no. If that's... It's very important that hygiene is top of your to-do list if you're a stripper. But also, also the, uh, you know, these small business women all smell like coconut. Yeah, the coconut body butter or something like that. Now, now, as 
as you know, a lady, I'm mm. not aware of where where do where do you just go and get this coconut business? Mm. Maybe it makes you feel like you're somewhere in international waters. <laughs> I'm not in the same country as my dad. <laughs> On an island where you can get away with anything. You know, I do I do want to just go back to this magic mic thing for a second though. I, I've often been so confused about what male strippers do for females. I get the the men enjoying seeing mm. the females because men sort of can open up a porno, look at a woman that they've never met and think, oh, that turns me on. Whereas if a woman opens up a porno, generally you're like, I wonder what kind of guy he is. I wonder uh, yeah. if we'd have nice conversations. How can you judge a personality by just, you know, a sort of thumb in the undies? Exactly. But you see a lot of these women who kind of go gaga over the top. <gasps> oh, my God. He's <laughs> I mean, 2.0 could take his pants off in front of me and it still wouldn't elicit that reaction. Right, so he just walked in going, ding, 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 ding. Yeah, I don't... Here's some windmill. I don't... <laughs> that wouldn't work? <laughs> that would have the opposite effect. What if you turn around and here's the hamburger? <laughs> no. The wristwatch? No. If you just did any of the puppetry work? I think it's the hamburger, but I'd be very interested in seeing their version of the hamburger. <laughs> That's a bit more intricate. <laughs> Want to stay in touch? Head to the website, paulandrach.com.au. Oh, speaking of 2.0. Please. He's down at Tassie at the moment. Um, he... Oh, he's moving further away from me. <laughs> he is. Great song. <laughs> Seriously, it's a great song. <laughs> Marriage will be next, no, right? Absolutely, <laughs> darling. Oh, seriously. The further if, if there's one rule of love, yep. the further you are apart, the more likely you are to spend the rest of your life together. Okay, maybe it's just because I talked a couple of podcasts ago about wanting to get buried in Tassie. Maybe he's just casing it out. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> so he went down on the spirit of Taz because he had to take his car down, mm. which contained a few things. Now, he had one of those evenings where you know where everything just goes wrong, yeah. you know? Well, I mean, he ends up in Tasmania. Well, that's that's a start. So he's rolled in there and he's, you know, sitting down. He's And it's kind of like you sent me a few photos. It looks a little bit like a casino inside, you okay. know? Um, but I just they, imagine it's a big sort of hollowed out nothingness. No, because they've got like a restaurant and a bar and places. Because you sleep overnight and you go for cab. You, you have a cabin in there so and it's, stuff. So it's an overnight trip, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's an overnight trip. Well, on the it's map a- it's so... <laughs> <laughs> So we're having a chat and, you know, he's left it a little bit late because he doesn't really know where he wants to eat and there's sort of a grill, you know, there's a buffet-style joint and then there's a like a higher-end oh, seafood restaurant. Of course. <laughs> where they pull the chairs out for you and That's you feel it. like a king. Exactly. So he's gone, okay, I'll go to the seafood restaurant. And it, when they were pottering about, he's been thinking about this seafood linguine that they had on the menu because he thought, okay, that's definitely what I'll get. I'm going to give that a shot. So he takes me into the restaurant with him on the phone and he sits down and he says, this isn't great. I'm like, what's happening? He goes, I just heard the lady beside me who's settling her bill complain about the seafood linguine. <laughs> so he's had a quick scan of the menu and he's thought... Anything else? What else Anything else? What else is around? He thought, oh, there's really nothing else. I think, And I'm also a bit concerned that the old seafood linguine was complained about. I think I might get up and leave. So he's gotten up and he's gone to the counter and he said, I've heard him say, oh, I'm, I'm just going to go, thanks. And then I've heard him say, oh, oh no, 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 I'm just going to go. 
I, I'm leaving my table. And it was he had gotten into one of those horrible situations where you try and make a quick exit and you do the oh, polite thing no, by mentioning no, it, no. but you go up to somebody and there's other workers around and one of them sort of says, oh, what did he say? And you, say, and you have to explain. Just like, no, just get the hell <laughs> yeah. out of there. You don't say anything. You know what I would have done in that situation? Stop, drop, and roll. Yeah, correct. Just straight out the door. <laughs> get down low. Go, go, go. Go, go, go. Bernie Cinders. Imagine Bernie Cinders is trying to get you to help. Ronald McDonald's on the other side of the hot wall. That's it. Get down and go. So then he's gone down to the buffet thinking, you know what, I'm just going to go a classic sort of steak and chip style arrangement. He's rocked up to the joint and they've just closed. So he's missed that. So he ends up having to eat out of a vending machine. Then he goes into their bar and says, well, at least if I'm going to eat out of a vending machine, I'll get a glass of wine. So he has a look at the list of wines and he sees this one on the list that seems quite nice. He starts talking to the guy behind the bar and he's like, actually, that's a really, really lovely drop. It's really nice, really popular. Everybody gets it. And, you know, I really like my wines. I really like that. And so, you know, Corey's getting into it. He's sort of salivating. He's getting into it. And he go, and the guy behind the bar turns around and goes, actually, you know what? We've, we've just run out of that. Oh. Um, the only other one I've got by the glass is this one. And he pulls out a bottle and the bottle says, Spirit of Tasmania Pinot Noir. <laughs> Can you imagine mm. a shitter drop? Oh, mm. <laughs> You're listening to Paul and Rach. Just a quick one with website feedback. So on my um on my blog on my WordPress site. Oh, quite- is that uh, I love scissoring <laughs> It is. <laughs> Daily updates straight to your inbox. Um, I love scissoring.com. If that's a website, send me the link. It so will be. Uh, so basically, there are bots, and you by know. That we mean arts and craft. <laughs> there are bots that send out comments on your blog page. And I always find it very amusing because they, the bots try and send out a message that kind of looks like it could be a comment, but they keep it really, really generic so that it could be applicable to any blog that they fire it out to. So is this a service that you sign up to to make it look like there are more people commenting or this is just a bot who's trying to invade To get you to click something, yeah. Okay, right. Yeah. So I was having a look at my Allergy Kick blog and I thought, oh, somebody's commented on it. And the comment was this. This site was, how do you say it? Relevant. Guys up on the Paul and Rach Facebook page. Rach, I don't know if you've been following this the past couple of weeks, but uh, Lorna Jane. Oh, God, what a beat up this ridiculous story is. Okay, this is the, 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 the fitness company yeah. who was trying to hire somebody with a specific bust, weight, waist, all the rest of it. To Was this to be a receptionist, though? Okay, here is the issue. What everybody is going bananas about is the fact that they think that they've advertised for a receptionist and then said the receptionist must have this bust, this waist, mm-hmm. this hip. Mm -hmm. What in reality they have asked for is basically every fitness company, every fashion company uh, measures their clothes on fit models. Usually they get them from a modeling agency. They have the specific measurements that they're looking for for their specific clothes and that's how they model all of their clothes as they're designing it. It's an important part of the fashion industry. So it's not about uh, sending somebody out onto the street wearing it. It's about literally being able to pin your clothes onto a person who is going to be the size of which is going to buy the damn thing. And make sure that 
your sizes as you've stipulated actually fit a body and work out, okay, what doesn't fit you, what feels uncomfortable, what isn't working. It's part of the development process in any kind of fashion label. So basically what they've thought is in these ages, in this age of downsizing, you mm. know what would be great? If old mate Janice on the front desk could also come out the back and pop on a pair of tights and we could say, yes, that fits. So they've if tried, she's got a 90-centimetre bust. If she's got a 90-centimetre bust. So basically they want a fit model who could also do reception duties. But what it sounds like is that they've asked for a receptionist with a 90-centimetre bust. Yeah. What they should have done is just got the modelling agency to bring a few fit models round and said, hey, any of you guys looking for reception work? Correct. But instead, the outrage machine has gone crazy. Everybody's going nuts. So, and, and if you want to get up. around the Sexual Discrimination Act, you just get in touch with first semester lawyer student. Hey, come on now. I got out. I got through four out of five years. Sorry, that's true. Yes, so you can call me almost a lawyer. <laughs> yeah. I'm like the Lionel Hutz without a degree. <laughs> <laughs> Want to stay in touch? Head to the website, paulandrach.com.au. Rach, you know I love a feminist blog. Oh, oh, oh don't just, you? It's my homepage. Oh, hey, it gets your ovaries just pumping out oh, eggs left, right, and center. I hate this shit so much. <laughs> I know. I hate this so much. You know I do too, though. I know so you I'll do. be right on board. We'll be high fiving together. Oh, perfect example is Daily Life. Now, Daily Life, which is I think owned by Fairfax, it sort of started off as like an attempt at the Mamma Mia, attempted that sort of world of conversation, right? But it has been hijacked, and now everything, everything is kind of a bit anti-bloke. Right. To some degree. Mm -hmm. Now, I'd like to point you to a piece which says, funny men don't need to be hot, so who cares if funny women are beautiful? This is a whole carry-on about Amy Schumer. And she's really funny. Mm. But people seem to say that, in the context of this article, is that men's dream is for a funny, beautiful woman, Mm. but women can't dream for a funny, beautiful man. They just have to settle for a funny, ugly man. What? Okay. There are so many things that we need to break apart in this. The first being, who pitches this? Well, yeah. <laughs> as an idea. But this is what I'm saying. But then they've gone, yes! Oh, yeah, high five! Another reason for patriarchy to fall down on its knees. I've always thought that something about your appearance that isn't beautiful is brilliant for comedy because people love self-deprecation. Elle McPherson could not do comedy Correct. because nobody, male or fit, nobody wants a super hot comedian because it just doesn't fly. And that's the whole thesis that falls over here is mm. that, you know, I don't know what you're playing to, but again, to be a stand-up comedian or generally I reckon to sort of, you know, put your head up above the crowd, you have, there's, there's something you do. either missing, a bit kooky, a little different. And in the case of Amy Schumer, she is a normal-looking yeah. woman. So so she looks big compared to the stick figures that are on television, but she's a normal-looking woman, and sort of she's embracing this whole kind of train wreck lifestyle, the yeah. idea of don't pity me because I'm rooting 15 different blokes. Mm. I'm having a fine old time, thanks. But this is exactly the point. You think of somebody like Tina Fey. She is a pretty woman. You know, you would see her and you go, she's an attractive woman, but her entire shtick is that she plays characters that make fun of herself, that puts herself down, I'm insecure, I'm this, I'm that. That's where comedy plays. And That's... This is, see, and this is why you are a funny woman, because you've got a little blokey touch. <laughs> I do. Look at the dusting on the side of my cheeks. I'm starting to think I have to get laser. <laughs> I was joking. No. You don't look like a bloke. Oh, no, I do. Especially when I put red lipstick okay, on, I look like on. a tranny. Come on, take your top off. <laughs> no. I'm just going to tell I will tell you whether you look like. And because nobody pays us, you can't sue for sexual harassment, right? <laughs> It's true. <laughs> You're listening to Paul and Rach. 
You know, we're right across all the goings-on in the art world. Oh, well, I think that's a whole second podcast. Really on top of on it. Paul and Rach Podcast Network. Paul and Rach Art Arts Chat. Today. Art Chat. <laughs> but there's a woman that recently got arrested in Paris. She's a, an artiste. Of course she is. And um, she got arrested because her latest art piece, to me, I'm not sure you can call this art. Now, I think you can do a French accent here to explain oh, her piece. You know, I mean, you do have a little history here. You know? Just do me a favour. Just the Putim Yum girl has grown up to be a French artist. Okay, you know what? When we do, do you want I, me to do it? Yes, but when I do Putim Yum girl, there's always too much backstory. You know, when I did Putim Yum girl for the our picture magazine story time, we had to say that she'd grown up, she'd come back. Because, because we, we couldn't <laughs> infer that a child yeah. was reading a porno. Now Putim Yum girl has grown up, she's become an artiste. Is that, is yes. that what's happened? And now she's getting naked in front of the Eiffel Tower. So this is what this woman is doing. She's saying it's art, but essentially all she's doing is getting her clothes off in front of the Eiffel Tower and asking people to have selfies with her. Unsurprisingly, she got arrested. I'm not sure what about this is art. I tell you, she's got a banging bod. Hang on, let me check. Really solid. Really solid rig. Hang on. Solid rig? Mm. Look at you. You are a bloke. Oh, that's French for yum. The reason that I bring this up is not just to talk about a nude woman outside the Eiffel Tower. Hang on, that is enough of a threshold for this (laughs) podcast normally. Normally we can get a good solid six minutes out of nude talk. That's true, but I draw your... And you are just not doing the French I know, but you're like this. I draw your attention to line two of the article, which tells the story of her last nude performance where... She squeezed eggs full of paint out of her vagina onto canvas. Oh, really? What is wrong with people? Who would pay for it? I don't know. How does she describe it? That's... Unboxed art. <laughs> You're listening to Paul and Rach. I have had an indirect experience with an absolute piece of work. Oh, let's get into this. I like when you get personal. I turned up to my garage the other day to drive my car out and there was an absolutely unavoidable pile of dog turd right where my wheel had to drive over it on the footpath. Said owner of the dog has just let its dog poop right where my wheel needs to go and then just moved right along. So hang on. So they've seen your car approach. No, no, no. They've seen, they've seen, like, obviously they've stopped out right outside my garage, but their dog has just managed to poop right where the left back wheel was. So I, because I was trying to avoid it, and of course, the minute you try and avoid it, I'm trying to get out of a small space. I mean, I, I didn't, didn't do it at all. So I was driving in across into and out of dog poop for a week until I had to go out and get a plastic bag and scrape somebody else's dog poop off my driveway. Okay, but now while I understand you want to keep a clean car, mm. what was your central worry? Have you got carpet in your garage? No, but that somehow if you were, you were just if you drove it in, it was going to somehow ingrain itself. No, but the issue is because you've got tread on your tires. Yeah, it gets you know, in between. The it things. gets right in between the things, and I drive my car into the driveway through dog poop. I close the garage door. In the morning, I've got a delicious oven-baked dog poop smell when I come into my garage because all of that air's been trapped in there all night. Then I whiz it out. I'm driving around. I don't mind if the streets of Sydney are paved in dog poop, but my garage, it's like an incubator for dog poop. But think of it this way. Mm. You could have left the car unlocked that night because nobody's going to steal it. So... Technically, there is a chance that the person who was letting their dog... Their dickhead. 
<laughs> I agree with you completely. Keep the guys up on the Paul and Rach Facebook page. Quick on Rach, a uh, story around this week uh, suggesting that uh, a company spent $130,000 to pick the sex of their baby. They've got uh, a couple of boys, they wanted a girl, so they've turned around and they've spent $130,000 to sort of get what they want. I don't think it's through the front door, I don't think it's through any Australian mob, but here's the question. Would you ever do this? I couldn't do it. No. I really couldn't. Like, okay, I think it's reasonable to spend a bit of money to make sure that the baby's as healthy as possible mm-hmm. and has a healthy life. But to me, just a little creepy if you're picking boys or girls. Yeah, it seems and, a little... you know, hair colour, eyes, all of that stuff. Can sort you of design... do that stuff? Well, apparently. Apparently. Oh, I think you are another level of shallow. I mean, the, the gender thing aside, I think you're another level of shallow if you're picking kids' eye colours and hair colours and that kind of business. But I don't know, something about having a baby, I mean, that's the potluck of the universe, right? Correct. It's like you, this is the one thing that you get to not have any control over. Well, and dare I say, what I find always a bit of a creepy conversation if you've had it with friends or family, mm. which is that they've got a couple of kids and they say, yeah, we might try for another one because we really want a, which is the opposite of whatever they got. Yeah. Two girls, they want a boy. I just don't think you can ever set out on that journey hoping for one or the other. Just healthy, right? Yeah, exactly. And if you have three girls, that's what you're going to have. Three yeah. girls. So what? Is it that bad to go through your life without a son? And also I mean, when... it's not like you can't shave the head of one of these kids <laughs> and just really, really screw with their head. <laughs> but when the, um, you know, the kids get older... You always know if your mum didn't want your gender. You know, every friend that I know that has had that situation, like they know later on, they always say, oh, mum wanted a boy. Mm. You know, and no matter how much they laugh about it now, you just know that, I mean, that sits with you as a kid. Well, especially when you're able to go through every photo of you of a kid, none in a dress. (laughs) Why am I always in overalls (laughs) and a footy jersey? I thought that the other day. I felt really uh, guilty the other day when... Mm. um, Asha, I bought her. I almost forgot my child's name. I, know, I thought that. <laughs> Isn't that brilliant? <laughs> wow. Sorry, Shani. I love her very much. Give her a kiss for me when you're listening to this inevitably. Anyway, when Asha, I, I bought her a Tigers jersey. And, you know, we talked before about gendered play and the idea of, you know, boy stuff and girl stuff. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, a footy jumpy, jumper sort of seems blokey, but I felt no problem no, buying one God, for my no. little girl. Mm. But I was worried that if... I put a photo of it up on the internet or something, people would think that I was trying to boy up my girl. No, at this age it's adorable. I mean, that kind of stuff, you know, it's like, look, we've dressed him in a Tigers jersey. Isn't that so cute? I often do get concerned, like you're not like this at all, but you know when you see those parents that you just think, you think your child is a doll that you're dressing. Stop it. (laughs) You know, like... And for those, by the way, who'd like a little Asher update, she's laughing. Oh, that is so cute. So yummy. Want to stay in touch? Head to the website, paulandrach.com.au. I'm not really all that across IMDb. Uh, Usually I'll go to somebody's Wikipedia page, but, you know, in the movie and television world, it's one of those... It's it's, the cheat for getting across everything. Yeah, it's one of those resources. Oh, where have I seen that guy before? What used to be conversation has now been replaced with, hang on, let me check. Mm. But can I just say, uh, and this wasn't the point of the story, but just as a bit of a sidebar, can IMDb, seeing as it is such a frequently visited site do something about their interface 
It looks like a 1990s website before we knew how to web design. Yeah. You know, when it was just lists of words and blue links. At, and at that's some it. point, they think they're probably being a little bit kitsch. The truth is they're being an awful lot shit. Oh, they are unbelievably shit, yeah. you know. For, for something that gets that... And, and sometimes I was actually surprised before I understood how important and how widely used it was. I underestimated its importance to the industry because of how shit it looks. <laughs> I thought, nobody will be going to this thing. It's a dump. Yeah, but, but, but it's the go-to people. Pay for it the is. damn thing. What did you see on it? So what I saw is, I don't know if you're across Game of Thrones. Have you been watching Game of Thrones? I, I haven't. I watched one episode, and you know what? Honestly, a little bit too violent for me. Get out of The town. first episode, I think somebody's head got lopped off, off and I was like, no, nah, I can't do this. I'm really surprised because I'm very, I have a very low threshold for violence, but I've managed to get all the way through. I'm up to date. Mm-hmm. There is, in the last season, I'm not going to give any spoiler alerts here um, for anyone, but there is a, a scene where... An unexpected death? <laughs> <laughs> Everybody dies. It's you know, like there, is, there is no spoiler alert in Game of Thrones because if you say insert important character here died, the assumption is the assumption is point, no yeah. shit. Okay, yeah. <laughs> like they were, you know, that this bloke kills off main characters in episode one. Now, did I hear though mm. that there was an episode recently where where a, a young lady is forced to work walk naked and people spit on her? Ah, see, this is what I'm talking about, it's right? A little, um, that's a bit much. So this was, I mean, but classic for the times. You know, as Snoop Dogg says, this is his way of catching up on history. Did you oh, read that? He that he does th- not. He thought he he actually was interviewed and he said, "I watch Game of Thrones because it's interesting to sort of look back at history and see what the times were like back then." Oh, what with all those dragons flying around, you idiot! Get back on the bong. Um, <laughs> and women with no pubic hair. <laughs> yeah. So Cersei is the woman. She's basically the uh, the queen, uh, the mother of the king. And she's the one that was forced to, to walk through the town being spat on. Ugh, and now, just, oh. the, yeah, so and it's quite a long scene. She is, walks. Is it meant to be really rough, and everyone's yeah. a bit like, "Whoa." To be fair, though, I didn't think it was that rough. I mean, it was bad, but it was you know, it wasn't that bad. But the thing that interested me about it was that she, it wasn't actually her body. That was used. So somehow oh. their special effects are exceptional, if that's the case, because her head, I mean, yeah. you would never have guessed that so this was So the wasn't actress her. has gone, I'm not going to get nude. Yes. Now, the way that people realised this was that there was a young woman, an <laughs> actress, who put on her IMDb page, Naked Cersei. <laughs> so her head wasn't even oh. in this scene, oh. but... I mean, is that something you put... You weren't acting there, sweetheart. Correct. You walked through a Correct. fake town. And what job are you supposed to get from this? Uh, I don't know. And somebody else superimposed your somebody else's head on your body, which then says even more about your ability to act, and you're just you from the neck down, naked, walked through a town. You can't put that on your IMDb profile. You know what that's like? It's like when we all made resumes after we left school and you'd put, Year 10 production of Annie. <laughs> <laughs> You know? yeah. <laughs> because you had nothing else to put. Correct. Keep <laughs> the guys up on the Paul and Rach Facebook page. Rach, I don't know how to bring this up um, sensitively with you. Have I got a booger? No, you just <laughs> you do look a little bit older. Oh shit! Yeah. What? You know, last week yeah. there was a leap second where there was an extra second added to I think last Tuesday, and. I just want to say it's showing. Was there really? Yeah, yeah. So, so, so. What is a leap second? Well, it, it, in your case, crow's feet <laughs> with long toenails. <laughs> want to stay in touch? Head to the website paulandrach.com.au. 
Rach, in the same way that people who let their dogs shit at the front of your garage sends you just a little cookie. Yeah. This is my version of poo in front of my garage. Mm-hmm. A Sheila in Ohio rang 911, their version of Triple O, why to complain about a Chinese food order. The woman complained that it took too long and that it was, quote, not up to par for her liking. There are thousands of people in Australia who ring Triple O for trivial shit like this. Mm -hmm. And I don't think these people are mentally ill. Mm. I don't even think they're nasty. Mm. I just think they are actually that selfish and self-centred that they think the police are there to police the world for them. You must have to have the patience of Job to work as a call centre worker at the Triple O hotline to maintain some kind of professionalism that doesn't mean the first thing you say after these people tell you their problem isn't you're a... Absolutely, but also, I don't know, I mean, there's part of me that was thinking, okay, maybe the reason people do this is because it's code, right? So say, I can't ring, you know, Triple O and say, Rachel's got a knife again. Right, so So you've gone the old lemon chicken's cold. The, uh, (laughs) not even in code does this work. You know what I mean? There's nothing. Okay, this, I love that. I wish that that was the case. I just feel like there's so much of a setup involved, unless there is a universal accepted list of things like euphemisms euphemisms the lemon chicken's cold means i'm trapped in the bedroom and my husband's got a knife you know um i need (laughs) the the nasty goreng came without egg is someone's robbing my house and i've locked myself in the panic room i mean i feel like it takes a little while to set up but maybe this could be a good system because i often think to myself if somebody breaks in and i have to ring 911 what do you want to because you don't want them to think that that's what's happening. You know, you want to sort of pretend you're putting into a call and dogs barking can't fly without umbrella. That kind of, you know, code. Paul and Rach, (laughs) the home of the billion-dollar idea. You're listening to Paul and Rach. Rach, we come to that time where we have actually got a new edition of Picture Magazine. This is honestly one of the greatest things you've ever done for this podcast. Thank you. Is going and picking up a new mag. We have been dining out on magazines that I have had for the best part of three or four years. Oh, crusty, old. Old, done and dusted. This is a shiny, new... Deliciously fresh picture magazine. Can, can you make those sounds again? <laughs> no, I can't. That was a... you know this is a porno. <laughs> <laughs> that you just sniffed yeah. and said was deliciously yeah, fresh. Yeah, I'm regretting that now. Okay. Now, I, I want to say, I know this is usually Rachel's story time, mm. but we've had a couple of weeks off and we always get emails about regional radio man. People love this guy. He's busy. He's very busy. I know he's got a lot of things to do. I've got to go early. <laughs> what? Okay. Oh. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yep. All right. See you, Paul. Bye, everyone. Bye. See you next week. I'm definitely leaving. The room. Wait, yeah, there you go. <laughs> now I'm in my car. <laughs> to Jetson's car. Phew. Well, now that he's gone, we can invite Regional Radio Man in. Hello, Rachel. <laughs> Hello, listeners. <laughs> Good morning, good afternoon, and happy trails to you wherever you are. It's a mighty fine city, the Olympic City. <laughs> Regional radio man. Yes. The Olympics were over a long time ago. And they never came to Musselbrook. <laughs> so 
now you're going to read story time for us this week because people love it when you read story time. They just love you in general. What can I say? I'm a radio legend. A radio, radio, radio legend. 25 to 2. That's very true. Now, before we get to story time, I just wanted you to do a shout-out for our Mad Rooter of the Week. By the way, you look about a second older, Rachel. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Okay, a shout-out, a mighty fine shout-out. I've got a great song here, and I want to say hello to somebody. Who am I saying hello to, Rachel Corbett? You are saying hello to Pete Dagger, who messaged us saying hello. Mad Rooter is just a quick, you two make my week with the podcast. I've been listening to you for years. I download about 30 different podcasts each, each week and you are the first I always listen to. Keep up the good stuff. Faithful till the end. Love, Pete. Well, he's a great listener, Pete, isn't he? 30 podcasts each and every week. When he decides to go for Paul and Rach, number one. Number one in 1982, Bob Seger. I think this was from the Beverly... I can't do up to the lyrics. <laughs> there we go. Excellent. <laughs> you, you, you've lost your touch. You, oh, I'm just back now, Rachel. <laughs> that seemed to go very well, that segment. I'm leaving again. <laughs> Now, we need to get Regional Radio Man back. Uh, now hello, po- Rachel. <laughs> hello. So now that you've done your shout-out, um, please can you do our story time? Correct. I think, I think this week we'll do un-Australian as the safe word. Okay, un-Australian's the safe word. The story from Picture Magazine this week on sale at the local news agency. <laughs> Go hard for the team. It was after a huge day at the NRL Grand Final one year that I had my spectacular public... <laughs> Hang on. Oh. Where's an Australian? Oh, sorry. I just like the beep. <laughs> I'd gone with my boyfriend because his team was playing. He, he'd organised a little private box. <laughs> Brilliant. We were catering, <laughs> with catering, so we didn't have to go anywhere to get our drinks. I yelled and screamed and drank wine all through the game. Thankfully, my boyfriend's team won, so he was in a good mood too. Is this going to get filthy at any point? We still had bottles of wine left in our cooler. Even though the entire place was lit up and heaps of people could see us, we decided we needed to un-Australian right there and then. (laughs) At first, I straddled him and started dry-humping him, (laughs) grinding my... Un-Australian. Damn. (laughs) Un-Australian, un-Australian, crotch. Un-Australian, un-Australian. On his big un-Australian, un-Australian. I needed to take it further, so I whipped off my panties and did the deed properly. As I did, I noticed a crowd of people down at the fence looking up at us. As soon as they saw me, they started to cheer. Knowing I was being cheered on by a bunch of people really fired me up. I did give my bloke an incredible grinding un-Australian. I love that this is bringing back the grind. Correct. You know, the the dry hump is a lost art (laughs) these days. How was the filthiest thing in this segment what you just said? (laughs) Anyway, we started to put our clothes back on just as the security guards got into the box and told us to get the hell out of here. LK Castle Hill, New South Wales. (laughs) Thank you, Regional Rady Man. Love you, everyone. You're listening to Paul and Rach. What can I say? Oh!